May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be always acceptable to you, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Well, good morning and Merry Christmas to all of you. It's very nice to see you. Um, so, in the beginning, are there any better words that can stir up our imagination than in the beginning? The possibilities are endless. Because we all have our in the beginning stories, don't we? Some are sad stories, but others tell of wonder and excitement, of something new and different in our lives or in our world. And today, what we have is a in-the-beginning story. And what a story it will be. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word became flesh and lived among us. It's John's version of the Christmas story. There's no details of what happened. There's no angels. There's no shepherds. There's no baby in the manger. Maybe John figured everybody already knows that story. Perhaps, just perhaps, what John was worried about was, do we really understand what that birth meant? Do we really understand what happened all those years ago in Bethlehem? And the word became flesh and lived among us. Because God moved into our neighborhood, your neighborhood and my neighborhood, right here. God pitched his tent right in the middle of the homeless encampment down the street, and in refugee camps, and in prisons, and in every place where the least and the lost and the lonely reside. That's where God can be found. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. All things came into being through him, and without him, not one thing came into being. And the Word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory, full of grace and truth. There it is. That's John's Christmas story. It's the story of God becoming human and moving right here in with us in our midst. No longer distant and way up there, but right here. God moves into our neighborhood, right where we are. God coming into the midst of our messy and our complicated world. And make no mistake, his coming is not a sentimental moment that you can find on a Hallmark card. But it's calling for a fundamental change of hearts, of our hearts. It's a radical, it's a clarion call for fairness and justice in a world that at times seemed anything but, or it doesn't even seem kind at times. Dietrich Bonhoeffer wrote that, that we've become so used to the story of God coming into the world and his divine love that we no longer fear, feel the shiver of fear that God's coming 
should arouse in us. He went on to say that, that we've become indifferent to the message and we only take out the pleasant and the agreeable and we forget the serious aspect of this, that the God of the world lays claim to all of us and that the coming of God is truly not only glad tidings, but it's frightening news for anyone who has a conscience. Because only when we feel the terror of the matter can we recognize the incomparable kindness of a God who comes into the very midst of this messy and complicated world. In the beginning, a child was born, and the Word became flesh, God moving into our neighborhood, including us in the story. He saw the worth of humanity then and now in all of us, you and me, everyone everywhere, whatever race, creed, sexual orientation, religion, no religion. We would do well to remember that this day and throughout the coming year that we are being called. We're being called to live lives of compassion and love, loving one another as we are so loved. Howard Thurman reminds us that Christmas is waiting, waiting to be born in us. Are we ready? Because Christmas is, it's not just a season. It isn't just a day on a calendar. It's a way of life. It's a way of living. Christmas isn't over when the Christmas tree comes down and all the decorations are put away for the year. It's just the beginning. Howard Thurman's poem, The Work of Christmas, probably says it best, and I know you've heard it before, but it's worth hearing again. When the song of the angels is stilled, when the star in the sky is gone, when the kings and the princes are home, when the shepherds are back with their flocks, the work of Christmas begins to find the lost, to heal the broken, to feed the hungry, to release the prisoner, to rebuild the nations, to bring peace among the people, to make music in the heart. In the beginning, are we ready? Are we ready for this Christmas story? Are we ready for this Christmas story to be our story too? What has come into being, him, being with him was life, and the life was light to all people and the light shines in the dark, and the darkest did not overcome it. And we know that at times the darkness in our world seems just overwhelming. There's so much uncertainty, uh, this virus that keeps disrupting our lives. The news is a constant drumbeat of loss and sadness with the latest natural disaster or the latest mass shooting. It would seem that there are Christians among us who simply do not understand the radical nature of what happened on that Christmas morning all those years ago. That God came down to earth and he moved right in to the highways and byways of our lives. And we, you and I, we became part of God's story and we became active participants 
in the work with God of repairing the world. His coming is a narrative of revolution. It's a revolution of nonviolence and of love. And it's a revolution that promised that the light is always stronger than the darkness and that love is always stronger than hate. Are we ready? So six years ago, I told you all a story of my youngest grandchild, John, who was three years old at the time. And after the family service on Christmas Eve, he raced up into the outdoor pulpit out there and he flung his arms out wide and he sang joy to the world at the top of his voice. Granted, the only words he knew was joy to the world and he repeated them over and over again, but that's not the point. And I knew then, and I know now, that God was present. And his light was shining brightly, lighting John's world. And no matter where he goes or whatever happens, that light will illuminate his pathway. Because God's light is not just for a select few. It's for everyone. It's for you and it's for me. It's for everyone, everywhere. Because God moved into our neighborhood. Are we ready? And the word became flesh and lived among us. And we have seen his glory, full of grace and truth. Grace upon grace. Amen.